So today on Uncover Wealth Radio, I have the absolute pleasure of Chessie joining me. Chessie's one of my clients, which makes it extra, extra exciting and runs Squidgy and Inc. That is a screen printing and embroidery studio, which focuses on creating educational resources for the print industry. They have a culture of development and innovation and share their progress with their community. Chessie, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks, Annette. You know you're my favorite accountant. <laughs> oh, thank you. That is awesome. I'm not sure how many people have a favorite accountant, so I'm really, I'm really happy with that, for sure. Now, when we get people on the podcast, we ask them what three of their favorite questions that they would love to be asked. And I think Chessie's answer is probably the most unusual one that we have had back, which is how can I become confident enough to wear flip-flops and socks? Now, my dad would say that you probably don't need to be confident at all to do that because that was his staple in the 80s. But he would have aged into it at some point, Annette. You get there and you think maybe I'll put the flip-flops away in the summer, at the end of the summer, but then they just stay all through January and then I've still got them on. Yeah, I'm, so. uh, I'm not so sure. I, um, I'm one of those people that wears furry socks in summer because I'm always cold. Tessie, tell us, how can we become confident enough to wear flip-flops and socks? And why just got to... our business listeners, incidentally, well, too? I think most of you are on Zoom calls all day now, right? Mm. So... Like you've got a blazer on there, Annette, but mm. nobody knows if you are still in your pajamas. That's so true. I'm this not, is the, this but you're is the time. This is the time to just kick back and uh, wear what you want. Mm. And then you, okay. then hopefully you can bring it into the office when uh, we're allowed back in. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be something? Do you think people are going to be rocking up in flip-flops and socks after yeah, well, listening to this? Our wholesalers are saying they're selling a lot of pajamas at the moment, mm. loungewear. So I can see it. Interesting. The new fashion. Interesting. So is it about confidence? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like if we're looking at it generally, I think a lot of people don't have that confidence to like show themselves mm. as a personality and a face for their business. I know you do a lot. There's hundreds of companies that I interact with and I have no way of personalizing that. They haven't got anyone at the front mm. so they can get lost and I'm you can't like differentiate them because yeah. putting a person to it instantly helps you like, yeah, distinguish them basically. It and, does. Uh, yeah. I completely agree. And I think that in this day and age, more than ever, the world of social media, et cetera, it should be difficult and it is difficult really to hide behind a logo. And actually, why would we want to hide behind a logo? Why wouldn't we want to show up as authentically as we can as ourselves? I don't know. Cause you can like get a logo any, do you know, We've got the same car logo in our, in our town used mm. by like five or six different companies. Mm. They literally just swap their name in the bottom. So I don't even see the point in the logo. They could just come and go and you wouldn't even notice that one's gone. So mm. it's, it's pretty tragic, actually. I think we're going to be forced to show ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. And just the fact that we've put ourselves ahead beforehand, we're just going to be in a better position. Yeah, absolutely. I once had somebody say to me that if you can take your website and your branding and all your information, you know, everything that people see publicly, and if you can just change the name on that and it's completely applicable to anyone else in your industry, then in all honesty, no one is going to remember who you are. And if exactly. no one remembers who you are, they cannot remember to buy from you because they go online to find you again and they can't work out yeah. who you are. Exactly. Someone else just completely steals all your stuff, whereas no one can mm. steal our stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, I introduce all my videos as, hey, I'm Chessie from Scrooge mm. and Inc. 
and it sounds really repetitive but now people say it back to me so yes it's it's obviously working yeah the first time that somebody says like one of your phrases or one of your catchphrases back to you it is a bit like oh hang on this is yeah. a bit unnerving people are actually watching but that of course is the purpose as I know, well. I know I know also what's happening is we're getting bigger companies who feel for some reason that they haven't got the time to do this mm. and they're latching on to people like me so they're yes. like saying oh well people trust you already maybe they'll trust the products that that you get behind there's yeah. there's lots of maneuverability there as well affiliate marketing isn't like a bad word anymore no. it's it's just putting your name to something that you trust and mm. another way of selling and yeah. another income stream if we're honest so yeah completely completely so touching on the kind of social media side of things do you think any business can use social media well I wouldn't have thought an accountant could but then you <laughs> smashed it we've got yeah there's doctors using it there's I can't think of anyone who can't use it even builders yeah. I accidentally watched like a builder the other day for like 20 minutes putting up a door <laughs> thinking that, oh maybe I could do that no I think this access to things like TikTok is really really useful for mm. people who yeah like I don't understand how people can use Twitter very much mm. maybe it's just because I've come from a visual industry. I used to use Twitter a lot probably 10 years ago and mm. but that's because also there weren't that many active social platforms particularly for business at that point in time mm. and now Clubhouse it's mm. that's going to be a massive massive thing we're going to use it personally I'm already rounding up some screen printers as like mm. a panel of experts nice. who are going to get together. I know you're doing the same, mm. but imagine that. That's just literally like going to a trade show and there's like a mm. like a stage there with everyone who you'd possibly want to ask questions to. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Or a radio phone in where you don't need to sit in the queue and hope you get picked. Yeah, yeah. It's 100%. Like I was talking to an author of a book that I read like a few weeks ago and I'm like, mm. Holy, this is like amazing. Yeah. And like one-to-one advice that you'd never, you'd have to pay, mm. actually charge tens of thousands of pounds to do things like that. And now they're like freely giving it away because, you know, the access is there and yeah. they have to compete with all those other people. Yeah. So, yeah. Clubhouse is going to be amazing. We were talking pers- like on mm. our chats about the fear of missing out with that. Yes. And yeah, I think that's, that's a very clever strategy of Clubhouse because if everyone was on it, it would be yeah mm. not as enticing and yeah I, I really I think that's going to be a big deal but yeah no it's, it's this whole cycle so it's there's things like we've only really recently brought it all together mm. so we've got like the YouTube which mm. I know you're you've just started properly mm-hmm. yeah yeah we've just we're just properly starting to kind of get into that and that's for actually I was speaking to Eloisa my marketing manager earlier today about okay 2021 is the year that we need to really start nailing YouTube yeah 100% us as well like we've got so much content Mm. but it hasn't been stylized specifically for YouTube yeah same with us yeah but now we've got the entire ecosystem set up so Mm. when we do tutorial video there'll be a little Instagram teaser it'll go into a YouTube it'll go into a proper video that you can download a blog and it literally just mm. goes round and round. And there's so many touch points there for everyone who wants to get involved with our content. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll just accidentally get like looped into yeah. all our different platforms and then just, yeah, they can't get off. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Off and that's, yeah, we, I mean, we do something similar to our content, but I often have a lot of people say to me, like, 
oh my goodness, that's so much. How can you do all that? Like, you know, all that kind of thing. And, you know, I think for me, my answer often is, well, I think you have to in this day and age. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, initially we never, we've never paid for an advert Mm. in a paper or anything. We still get like asked to, and we're like, no, because the target audience is like, say if I spent a thousand pounds on that, my target audience is so niche it's never going to hit it yeah so I'd rather it's yeah it is a bit of time investment but it's also not something that's just going to be thrown away like a Mm. newspaper it's something that stays there and builds momentum and yeah you've just got a massive catalog there and it literally never goes away you can't delete that stuff um that's a really great point I think for a lot of people because they think well if I'm producing a video you know and I promote it and that's it gone but actually it's not done at all and it's always SEOable it's always searchable and findable by your ideal client who then like Jesse said comes into your ecosystem gets circled around and hopefully at some point if you're funneling them in the right way then they become a client 100% yeah it's it's this asset building thing which I've really really tried to like get in my head Mm. is the assets are things like blogs Mm -hmm. you can sell a blog Mm -hmm. the blog then you know that is actually like think of it more of a tangible asset is like your video catalog yes they're things that will make you money they're not things that are very, very expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Certainly not nowadays because you can literally pick up your phone and do it. Yeah, there's literally no excuse. Mm. Even like there's an optician and I, I get sucked into her videos <laughs> and I have no, no mm. real interest about it. But yeah, there's, it's, it's the only way to do it, I think. I think even printed magazines always now have a backup online and yes. they have videos embedded in them. So I'm not saying print is dead Mm. but I'm saying you you know no one really actually looks again at a magazine no you can go in and video content can be relevant for years and years yeah and it's also not searchable in a magazine you there's no way to Mm. search and find you know if you've got a stack of magazines in your house and you think oh where was that where was that piece about whatever you have to spend the next hour and a half flicking through them all to find it, where, of course, somebody sees your video once online, they bookmark it, they can come back to it, they send it to their friends, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And that's how you end up starting to build an audience, a following and a client base off the back yeah. of social. Because let's face it, it's not just all about putting out the pretty videos, et cetera, et cetera. It's about actually turning them into money. Yeah, no, it is. There's like building in your email list as well. Mm. So like that email might be the first trigger for the whole chain, but then you want people to get into the emails again at every single stage and build that email list. That's again, something that we'd just like neglected. It'd been building itself like, but now passively, but now we're actually like properly pushing it Mm. because it's this thing of like, if you're working every single hour of the day, Mm. just reacting to all this stuff, you can't really ever shut off yeah and what have you achieved by the end of the week Mm. whereas if at the end of the week you've got two or three videos in the bank Mm. at least that's something that's going to like last last for a long time and you can like see something that's actually stacking up instead of oh I got 10 orders out and now I'm back to square one again yeah absolutely um, Uh, it helps avoid in reality that roller coaster revenue that happens where people they get a job they're working on the job they stop marketing they're really really busy and then the orders go down and then they're like panic market ah 
okay, I yep. need to put out some posts and send some stuff. And then it's like, okay, that we're busy again. Okay, so we don't have time to market. And it stops that whole cycle. If you are yeah, yeah able to set aside time every week to record a video, to go on a podcast, do whatever those things are to build up that asset base. We, we were talking about this only a few months ago. That mm. is the cycle that I was in. And you yes. were telling me that you're, you're on this roller coaster. You're on right the roller coaster. You need, to, you need to get yourself off. And I've only yeah. just got myself off. Mm. But now I can talk with hindsight. Oh, look, it's all roses. Because yeah. on the other side, it's so much easier. It is. We're also like carving out specified time. So like Emily's like my partner in the studio. She literally hides herself away, does mm. these videos. But that means that we're we're like being more specific in our business as well. So mm -hmm. we're not taking on all the jobs. We're becoming more specialized. We've figured out what the most profitable jobs are that we enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And it's forced us to look at it like that. And yeah. we're just, yeah, we're really loving it at the moment. Mm -hmm. Saying no a lot more means that we can do more of the things we enjoy. Yeah. And saying no a lot more actually means that you get more profit at the same time. Yeah. Which is something I'm working with you on. Yeah, Absolutely. Lovely. The, the turnaround in our business, like we only started with you last March, which mm -hmm. was like the start of COVID. Yeah. And even through that, we're looking at our accounts and we're like, okay, we used to be very feast and famine. Like mm. We used to come in, think we're fine. And then it used to go again. But now we can like literally chill out. I'd never look at my bank and panic anymore. Nice. I've got it all siphoned away in all my accounts. The VAT bill's already basically paid for the last three times I haven't even had to. It's just amazing. I rave about it all the time to people and I'm probably really boring. If you've got a business, you're not like fresh out the womb knowing about mm. accounting. No. You've done well and figured out some kind of trade for yourself, but mm -hmm. there's all these other parts which you're not going to know about. And why should you? Because you've got teams like you guys. Yeah. And no one teaches um, you this stuff. So how would you know? I don't know. Well, you probably trained, I don't know how long you've trained for like years and years and years. Yes, a long time. Years or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're still training. Yeah, so of course. I'm never going to put that time in. I hate QuickBooks and I hate all of it. <laughs> so it's just something that I, yeah, you just have to pass those on. The quicker you pass them on, the better. If I did it from the very first day, I would be in a much better position, but it's mm. always that hindsight thing. Exactly. And um, when you're in the, you know, the throes of startup, it's starting up a business, you feel like you don't have the cash either to hand that stuff over sometimes. Yeah. But that can be a false economy because actually sometimes if you do hand it over, you end up as Jesse said, with more profit anyway. I know. In the first couple of weeks, I'm going to say you paid for yourself. But <laughs> Thank, Thank a bit you. Crass, but yeah. you did because you found a very niche grant that we could access mm. that I would have never found on my own. And then, you know, bam, I've got capital that I would have never figured out. It's it's crazy. It's I, I, I know that feeling of, oh, oh, I'm not quite big enough to get an accountant, but I think it should be probably the first thing that you actually get. Mm. Yeah, never being what I was... What I did before I got you guys was I was embarrassed at how much money I was making. And is that justified having that kind of like team? Or are they going to think like, oh, this is not worth my time. But that wasn't the case. At all. No, absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, any business of any size actually can benefit from financial support and, you know, help in that area for sure. Now, Chessie was alluding to Profit First is what she's speaking about. It's what we helped implement in her business as well. So listeners, if you have not read that book by Mike Michalowicz, I highly, highly recommend that you do. We'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. So Chessie, thank you so much for your time today. It has been great to speak to you. I have loved your insights on uh, social and no flip flops 
socks as well. So it's been really, really wonderful to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Annette. Bye. Cheers. Bye. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do like what I share, please do come and subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well and benefit from everything that I am sharing. Also, if you enjoyed, I would love if you want to take a screenshot of this episode, share it out onto your social media platforms. If you do, please, please do tag me. I'm Annette underscore Fergs on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you tag me, I can come along, give you a follow, give you a like and some love over there as well. Until next time.